Well, if you have your Bibles, I know we got some children here today. They got Bibles, so they can follow along today. If you'll get your Bible, I want you to go to a, a verse in the Old Testament, Isaiah. We're going to talk for just a few minutes, and then we're going to have baptism. We're going to baptize some folks. But we're going to first start in Isaiah. And I want you to go to chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43. If you're with me this morning, let me hear a big amen. How many know that change is here to stay? The only thing constant is change. And how we embrace change determines our future and our destiny. So in just a few moments, I've got a very exciting uh, announcement. We've got actually a couple of announcements, but I want to read the verse of Scripture to you first, and then I'm going to introduce John. He's going to come up for five minutes. Isaiah chapter 43. Forget, verse 18, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now, let me have your, your eyes and ears just for a moment. We should always honor and respect our past. How many of you have wonderful memories in your family and, and just, and it's always helpful to go back and, and, and remember those things and cherish them and, and, and honor them. But the scripture here says that we should not dwell in the past. That there is a time to move on. And though you have wonderful memories and you cherish our ancestors and you cherish the history, don't dwell in the past. Everyone say that word dwell. Dwell. It's a powerful word. Abraham and Lot were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angel said to Abraham and Lot, you need to Get out of here quick. How many know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Bad things are getting ready to take place. The angel said, flee. Run. Get out of here. And if you look at that story in Genesis chapter 19, it even says that Abraham uh, hesitated. And the angel grabbed him by the hand and said, you can no longer hesitate, get out of here. And the Bible says that Abraham and Lot, they left. But Lot's wife, actually Lot um, and his wife, the Bible says that Lot's wife stopped and she looked back. And the Bible says she became a pillar of salt. Why? Because although she was commanded to go forward, her heart was in Sodom and Gomorrah. You look up that word pillar of salt, you know what that word actually means in the original language? It means a statue. How many know that you can't move forward with God if you're a statue? Statues are what? Stationary. Statues are dwelling in the past. And Lot's wife and Abraham and the entire family, she became a pillar of salt and she was unable to go forward. Why? Because she was dwelling in the past. 
Well, let's, let's continue reading here in Isaiah. It says, it says, don't dwell on the past. Forget the former things. And then look what it says. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. God wants to tell us today as a church that he is doing a new thing. And what I'm getting ready to announce today is a, a new thing, and it is positive, and it is great, and it's helping us as a church to move forward. Several changes are coming, and we're going to announce it today in just a few moments. But one of the changes is that we have, as a church and the staff and the leadership team, we have developed a new list of core values that are going to guide us as a church. You're going to see these core values all over the church. You're going to see them on the windows as you walk in. You're going to see them on pictures and paintings all over the church. You're going to see them. And this are, these are the core values that we have prayed over, we have sought God's will over, we have discussed, we have labored, we have worked hard. And I believe that they're very important to help us, watch this, not dwell in the past, but to move forward. How many believe that God wants us to move forward? I don't want to be a statue, especially these days. Bad things are happening to statues. I don't want to be a statue. I'm not going to stand still long enough for them to do that. I'm going to be moving, and I'm going to be following God. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is embracing these new core values. And so Pastor John is going to come. And by the way, uh, one of the new things that we're announcing today is Pastor John, uh, many of you know Greg Numbers, and Greg is here. Greg, wave your hand and say hi to everybody. Greg Numbers uh, retired a few weeks ago from our church administration. And he's still a part of the church, and great things are happening in his life, and we're happy for him. But uh, with this change, we, uh, we have prayerfully considered uh, 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 hiring and uh, uh, motivating and, and, and lifting uh, John from the youth pastor position to now he is going to be our brand new executive pastor overseeing all the operations and the ministries of this church. John Whelan is going to be our new executive pastor. Would you please give him a round of applause? Come on up here, John. Another big announcement, and we're going to pray over him in a couple weeks, but Garrett Lear is going to step into the role of youth pastor. Garrett has been here his whole life. He's in the sound booth right now. But Garrett is going to be our brand new youth pastor. And that is really, really exciting. But Pastor John is going to take just a few minutes this morning, and each week, uh, leading all the way up to the end of the year, we're going to go over one of our core values, and John is going to explain them to you, and then I'm going to come up, and I'm going to make a very exciting announcement as soon as John is finished. So put your hands together and welcome John Wheeler, our new executive pastor. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. <clears throat> it's exciting. Um, I uh, just, like, three weeks ago started uh, my third year here. I've been here two years. Can you believe it? Time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, uh, yeah, so core values. Uh, there was, it was no mistake that I kind of talked a, a little bit about this with the, uh, the offering message, and I don't think it was planned, but I loved that, that we did the, the Bible presentation this morning. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't, don't think it was, but the Holy Spirit's pretty great about that. So we have a list of nine core values, but I'm only going to say one today because I want to focus on this one. And there's a reason it's the first one. And that core value is conviction. And, and what we're saying with this word conviction is that we believe in and rely and trust on the authority of God's word today. Amen. 
Because how many of you guys know there's, there's a lot of people out there who, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible is, is really the gospel according to them. And we don't want it to be that. We want to be able to read scripture and say, you know what, that's what it says, I believe it. And we get this from uh, the second letter that, that Paul wrote to Timothy. Uh, chapter 2, verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And if you remember John chapter 1, what is Jesus? The word made flesh. And so the way that we interact with this must be with the reverence that we interact with God himself. And so that is why that is our first core value, conviction, that we believe that this is relevant and it's authoritative right now in 2022. Thank you, Pastor. Good job, John. Thank you. Give John a big round of applause. Congratulations, John. This guy is very gifted and very talented. And we are honored to have him on staff with us. So, conviction. Believing God's Word. That's more than just a, 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 a statement. It is our true belief that we hang on to God's Word. Many of you know that uh, the United Methodist Church is in uh, tremendous turmoil over believing God's Word. Uh, the denomination is, is, is fracturing. In fact, there are over 110, I believe 112, maybe even a few more Methodist churches in the state of Florida that have really drawn the line, and we have said to our bishop, we can no longer tolerate uh, leadership and a belief that uh, does not follow God's scripture. It's not about uh, one issue. It's about several issues, but the real battle line is as a church and as believers, are we going to believe God's word and trust in him? And so uh, many of you know that, that, that we have joined, and that's okay, guys, don't worry about it. I love hearing babies cry, by the way, right? <laughs> she's saying amen to me, I think is what she's saying. She's saying, Pastor Scott, keep preaching. You're doing good. So that's the way I hear that. I mean, that's just, uh, so don't worry about the babies crying, the kids moving. Um, so we're at, a, we're at a crossroads, and several Months ago, our leadership team, after much prayer and discussion and dialogue, and by the way, we have a talented and gifted leadership team. You should be very proud in the men and the women that serve this church because they serve our church well, and we're very, very grateful for that. We decided that we were no longer going to just tolerate liberalism and progressive that, 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 that believes that you can just add and take out and just do whatever you want to do. We believe in God's word. And so we decided that we were going to join the Global Methodist Church. This is a brand new conservative uh, denomination that follows uh, Scripture 100%. And we are now aligned with uh, that new denomination as we are negotiating uh, an exit from the United Methodist Church. Um, there's going to be a split. And it's going to be ugly, and it's not going to be fun. And I, I can't give you really any updates because there is no updates right now. Uh, we really think that at the end of the year and into the first of the year, there's going to be a lot more to say, and there's going to be a lot more taking place. But right now, we're kind of in the lull time, and there's not really much to report to you other than that uh, they are getting more liberal, and they're getting more progressive, and we have to take our stand 
and make sure that we are going to have conviction that says we believe in God's word and we are going to put our trust in his word and his word alone. And so with that shift, uh, there is a community that is out here and uh, they are going to be looking at the phrase United Methodists. They're going to look at the logo of the flame and the cross and that logo and that name is going with the progressive movement. So knowing that this was taking place and knowing that we had to redefine who we were, we have been through a lengthy process of asking God, what new thing do you want to do? And we really do believe that, that it now is the time for our church to embrace a new name and a new identity. Because the cross and the flame and the word United Methodist is, it has been hijacked by the progressives and we need to redefine who we are as a church. By the way, I thought this was interesting. Charlie and Peggy gave this to me. Uh, this church has been around for over 100 years. I think 103 or 104, somewhere in there. That's a long time. In 1901, we became the Union Church. 1901. In 1906, we became the Pine Castle Methodist Episcopal Church South. That's a mouthful. How would you like to have that web domain? Pine Castle United Methodist Church Episcopal South. In 1939, we became Pine Castle Methodist Church. And then in 1968, we became Pine Castle United Methodist Church. So in a 105-year history, we've had four name changes. And uh, several months ago as a church, we knew that there was going to be this split. We knew there was going to be identity crisis. We knew that people in our community did not need to look at us and, and know that we were part of the progressive movement. We want them to know that we are conservative and we are filled with conviction and trust in God's word we decided to pursue a name change for our church and we hired an incredible skilled leader who was a former executive a Christian man from Darden restaurants amazing amazing uh, leader who walked us through an entire process of looking at this now there was between 50 and 75 people that were involved in this process it took months and months and months, and the debate was wonderful. The debate at times was heated. The debate was vigorous. And I want you to know this is not me making this decision. We incorporated between 50 and 75 people in this process, and it went on for months. And it was amazing to watch. And we finally, after much prayer and, and consideration and thought, the leadership team unanimously voted that as of today, the new name for this church is Belle Isle Community Church. We don't have a logo yet. We don't have, it, it's on the way, it's going to be here in a, few, in a few days and weeks, but we decided that since we were in the city of Belle Isle, and by the way, I love this one, you know that I love the meanings of names. Belle Isle means beautiful, and Belle Isle is beautiful, and you are beautiful, and God's word is beautiful. And the kingdom of God is beautiful. So I think that you're beautiful, the city's beautiful, the kingdom is beautiful, God's word is beautiful. 
What a great way to tell the world that we are a beautiful church with a beautiful gospel and a beautiful story in a beautiful city. Come be a part of our beautiful church. Belle Isle Community Church is our new name. And from this moment on, it's going to help us, watch this, not to dwell on the past, but to move forward and see the new thing that God is doing. I can tell you, I am amazed at what God is doing, and he gets all the glory, but there are so many things that are taking place uh, that, that, that is so exciting to see and to hear and to see God do this work. And so it's a new day. We're not going to be statues. We're going to honor the past. We're going to respect the past. We're going to have wonderful memories of what God did, but we're also very intentional about having conviction and moving forward with core values that will communicate to this community that we are Belle Isle Community Church, and God is here, and God is good. Can I get an amen? amen. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have a new logo, and it's going to be exciting. We're changing the signs, and, and the, everything's going to be brand new. It's going to be fresh, and we believe it's going to help us to move forward into a new year that God has for us and help us to move forward for God's glory. Can I get an amen? amen. So let's all say that our, our, our church name, because I know that I'm going to get up here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to say Pine Castle. So let's just say this all together. Our new name is Belle Isle Community Church. Let's say that again. Belle Isle Community Church. One more time. Belle Isle Community Church. And so we're going to give you cards. We're going to have bumper stickers for your cars. We're going to have signs. It's going to be exciting. I don't do bumper stickers on my cars because I, I make people mad. So I'm not going to put our church name on the back of my car. But you folks are saints. You guys can do that, but not Pastor Scott.